Hi, I'm Ram, and the last thing I prayed for is a slim waist and a fat ass. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. Oh my god, don't be sorry. You're the Never guest of apologize. honor. You're also okay. You're also the most highly requested guest on this podcast. By so me. um you could <laughs> and our like, mothers. I put, it, I put in the request. <laughs> I'm honored. So anyway, hey, I'm JC and this is my co-host Jessica. Jess, say hi. Hello. Great. Um, this is Pray for Us. <laughs> a pod- <laughs> a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we have a little Hanukkah treat for you guys as we're welcoming back Ram Akavza. Ram is a director and producer. Hold on, sir. Ram (laughs) is a director and producer for Conde Nast. Most importantly, he is the first second time guest in the history of Pray For Us. Go, Ram. Welcome back to the podcast and happy motherfucking Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. I'm honored to be back. We're honored to have you and congratulations on breaking a record. You should be really proud of <laughs> I've yourself. been waiting for this call. I knew this call would come. I like <laughs> I knew it. I was like, you know what? They're gonna call me again. <laughs> it was okay, only cocky. a matter of time. <laughs> and you should be cocky. You should be confident. No shame. As Demi Lovato once said, what's wrong with being confident? That's such a good point. Okay, no. really quick question. <laughs> what away, do we James. think about what do we think about Demi's new haircut style? I haven't seen it. Hold on. I'm thrilled that she's at a point in her life where she's finding herself. And oftentimes when you're in a point in your life like that, it translates to hair decisions. Good or bad. So that but- was okay. <laughs> I think I think I get what you're putting out. I feel the same way. I don't know if it matches her face shape per no. se no. but yeah <laughs> Rom, happy she's gentle confident. disapproval <laughs> to be honest with you i love demi lovato with a slick middle part like black hair like down Same. to her ass just like waving it around like that to me is like prime demetria and demetria. i feel like <laughs> and that's easy to fix like a quick you know wig, wig. install <laughs> yeah and you're good <laughs> So, uh, when I saw her in concert, she had the slick part, long black hair down to her ass, shaking her thighs around, and she could not have looked better. So I Stunning. am an. It's universally flattering. I think that like a sign. I'm a fan of a signature look for a pop star. Like I still want Katy Perry to go back to black hair with a blunt bang, but we can't always get what we want. So it's fine. I Are we agree. still considering Katy Perry a pop star? She is. I'm sorry. When she okay. had the when she had the thick, luscious black hair and her like boobs were always like pushed right up to her mm-hmm. chin and she was always with like the candy cane. That was prime amazing. She I, did look yeah. amazing. I just think she stole her look from Dita Fontis and like it's you know, it works for Katie. It was great. I just I feel like Gaga has her own look. Ariana has her own look. Like, of course these were stylized by professionals, but I think Katie, I don't know, it's a toss-up. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna sit with okay. that. I feel like Dita Von Teese stole her look from Betty Page, though. Like they're all just like different iterations of each other. Yeah, but they're just pinup. It's just the pinup style. Yeah, believe it or not, we're actually not here to talk about pop stars. We're here to talk about Hanukkah. <laughs> Love. So we have a few questions for you. Well, really quickly, we just feel like we should remind people who you are, and if they forgot, like that's on them. But I mean, we already introduced you. But you're from the East Coast. Your parents are Israeli. You're Jewish. Yes. You're fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you need to clarify before we get into it? I don't think, I think that's, I think that's, that's his entire personality. I yeah. That covers it. it. <laughs> yeah. Being fabulous, being from Long Island and being a first generation American. Those are mm-hmm. my traits. <laughs> <laughs> Has your following. And I'm like- a macro, and I'm a macro influencer. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, fuck me, right? I was remember in the previous podcast, I was supposed to say micro influencer, but I said macro influencer because I can't read, as we've already established many times. And um, that's okay. okay. I, also, 
I also recall those are confusing terms. Those mm-hmm. are confusing terms. Similar, but different. they're not. They're not. <laughs> I just like have self-diagnosed dyslexia. I guess I recall in the last time we spoke. I think Jess, you said let's let's <laughs> examine the elephant in the room, and then you were like, "You're Jewish," <laughs> and that cracks me up every time because what a dumb thing to say. Anyway, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you. I do what I can. <laughs> So I feel like you are a mac or a, yeah, you're a macro influencer since you've been on the podcast. I'm sure your following has just exploded. So <laughs> it now yeah. is fitting. We wanted you to just briefly tell us the story of Hanukkah in your own words. And there's no right answer. Okay. Okay. So it was like BC time. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it the Romans were like in power. Mm-hmm. And as always, someone was like, you can't be Jewish. Like, that's not good. And so they came and they basically, like, destroyed the temple. And this is where I have some missing pieces. But <laughs> somewhere between the destruction of the temple and some night, they were like, we need oil mm-hmm. to light the candles. And they found enough to light to, to moisturize their <laughs> elbows. No, they found enough oil, body oil, mm-hmm. to just to just light the menorah for one night, but miraculously it lasted eight days. Mm-hmm. And they were like, fuck you, Romans. Like, <laughs> we got this. Well, Is that so right? Then, I well, what came from, why accurate. were they lighting the menorah if no. it wasn't Hanukkah? That's okay. what I'm not clear on. I'm what? here to tell I think you. They were just lighting. I think they were lighting I think like the menorah urn. used to light the temple. No, what's oh. the thing that goes above the Torah on the bima that light that. that's like never distinguished? What's the word? Extinguished. Oh, I think they the needed eternal like, flame. Yes. Yes. Did I just make that up? Is that a call? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we were, <laughs> Jess and I were so certain. Like, yes, that's it. You could have said anything, and we would have backed you. Um, eternal flame sounds like a Madonna song off of like Ray of Light. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Question, who were the Maccabees? They were like the Jewish um like police. Mm. Really? Right? Weren't they like the IDF like pre <laughs> pre-Israel? Ma- Maccabees. Maccabees. Yeah, rebel warriors who took control Judea. Yeah, rebels. Yeah. yeah. That was accurate. When I think of Maccabees, I think of macaroni for some reason. I mean, the word sounds mm. similar. I think of macaroons. Like Me when too. I think of Maccabees, oh. I think of like Jewish macaroons, mm-hmm. not like French macarons. Macron. Macron. I can't even say that. I'm an abysmal French accent. Ultimately, Hanukkah is a minor holiday. I'm here to tell you. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys know this, but I'm here to tell everyone else. This is disappointing to me every year because I, every year, like, I want Hanukkah to, like, live up to the hype of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be, like, as fabulous. Like, we don't have any, there's no good Hanukkah songs. Like, all the Hanukkah songs sounds like dumb nursery school songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a Hanukkah song with, like, a key change, a choir, a whistle tone note. Like, I want, like, belting. I want church organs in a Hanukkah song. <laughs> And we just, like, don't have that. And it is a minor holiday because even growing up, I remember my parents would, well, for me, it's particularly scarring because my birthday usually falls during Hanukkah. So my parents would try to, December 17th. So my parents would always try to pull the stunt of, Mm -hmm. we'll just give you one big gift for Hanukkah and your birthday. But it was, it was never, like, bigger than what I would have gotten if my birthday was like in March, you know? That's true. So I hated that. And we never got like giant gifts for Hanukkah. Like all my friends who celebrated Christmas would get like iPods, like Palm Pilots, juicy tracksuits. Like it was like a million things under the Christmas tree. My parents would be like, here's like $20. And like, (laughs) just because they didn't care about like, just because they were like, okay, let's light the candles, like go do your thing. It never mm-hmm. felt as big. And I think it's Same. also because it's spread out over eight nights. And so it's kind of like, again. Like the novelty like kind of wears off. Yeah, you're like, while. okay. It's like, Did you guys do the, the thing where you would... Like, okay. And it never looked nice. Like, because we used Mm-mm. to put tinfoil under the menorah so that the it's candle lasts. So and it's like, ew, that's so ugly. Like, tinfoil? Like, ugh, I don't know. I feel like every year my mom would try to find candles that like didn't melt like that. And even the Hanukkah-specific candles that aren't supposed to do that 
still do that. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like they, the candle industry needs to get it together. Well, and here's the menorah the trick. industry. Yeah. I'm going to put you on. You need to get a menorah that fits the oil. They make like little oil like, like pods, pods and and they're in glass and you just put the pod in the hole in the, the menorah, original way. And you light it and then there's no mess because it the oil just, it just goes into the hole. dissipates or whatever the word is into the air and you're left with an empty glass little thing and you just throw that's it out so that's kind of chic. and it is chic because you're like mm-hmm. i'm lighting an oil menorah vintage there's a trick for you listeners <laughs> you can have that um, for free everyone here's yeah. the thing does anyone actually play dreidel no i don't think so i have in my life but merely as like to appease my parents Mm-hmm. But I don't enjoy the game and I just want to open my presence and leave. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't feel it's necessary to participate in these games and act like this holiday is something more than it is. It's like we're either doing it big and we're going all in or we're doing it half-assed. And most of the time we're doing it half-assed. So the thing about Hanukkah, and I am um, rambling here, but the thing about Hanukkah is <laughs> it happens like on a weekday and you're like, you have homework or you right. want to go to sleep. It's like, you can't really like ball out. And sometimes you don't have time to play a full game of dreidel. Now, here's the thing. I know the general concept of dreidel. I know that there's letters on each side and there's like a spinning element. What is the actual game? Is there like a, do you win money? Is it like you, gambling? Yes. I think so. Yeah, I think of. there's like a, you put something in a pot and then you. Elf, Hanukkah yeah. elf. Or like Which money, if you want. Right. Which I think block? you can make it a gamble. Don't love no. dreidel. Mm-mm. You have to sit on the floor. No. I feel like I'm no. a good spinner, though. Like, I would always get the dreidel to spin for, like, a really long time. Yeah. I know that's yeah. not the purpose or the goal, but that is a strong suit of mine. I do feel like if Hanukkah was rebranded as one night, there would be a lot more money to be made in just terms of, like, the, you know, Hanukkah, like, industrial complex. Like, I feel like we could really play it up, put it on a weekend, make it one night, do that. And then, like, you know, technically, Christmas trees are not, like, a religious thing. It's more of just, right. like, a symbolic mm-hmm. cultural thing. So it's like, let's take that. Let's steal the Christmas tree, put a Star of David on top or whatever, and, like, put blue lights in the tree, make it one night, and then there you go. Like, listen, I'm not an, a branding agency, but I could be. So you could any, be. If you are now. Rabbinical, if there are any like rabbinical leaders listening to pray for us, please reach out. Let's connect. And we can talk about this. We can make Hanukkah better. I think that's Have genius. You... Is that offensive? Did I just offend no, everyone? No, not at all. <laughs> no one's offended. It's revolutionary. We're all having fun here. Everything's okay here. I feel like I might be one of the only Jews on planet Earth that never had the desire for a Christmas tree. I just feel like it's a a lot of work. It's a big mess. Like, it's very hard to get into your house. I hate decorating things. I don't even love the smell of Christmas trees. It reminds me of, like, cars and, like, kind of, like, tacky people. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't interest me all that much. Am I alone? And if you have allergies, that's a problem. Then you have to get a fake tree. Where do you store that in the off-season? The logistics are complicated. Here's the big reveal. We actually got a Christmas tree this year. (gasps) It's very little. It's four feet tall. But my boyfriend's not Jewish. But for me, I always wanted one because of all the aforementioned reasons why Christmas is so much better than Hanukkah. I just like wanted the festiveness of like gifts under a tree and you have to like wait to open them. And in my head, I always imagine there being like 10,000 gifts under the tree. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like I always imagine... The, it like takes two hours to open all your gifts, which oh my is God. not the case for most people. But that's just like what I want. So I don't know. We like drove by one of those like Christmas tree parking lot sales and we just like got a tree. Do you have ornaments and stuff? No, no, no. Simple, stunning, like tree light. That's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have a topper? Do you have a star? No, 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 no. Oh, well, there's like a little like arrangement of dried flowers on the top of the tree <laughs> that we tied with a that we tied with a with a Gucci bow that came with a I'm getting midsummer so, midsummer vibes from yeah, this. Yeah, very like midsummer Gucci. <laughs> Rom, I love this for you and your boyfriend. And as someone who loves houseplants, I think that there's nothing wrong with having a Christmas tree. Like, I would want a Christmas tree all year long. My problem would be, like, the taking down of the tree and the decorations. That, to me, is very depressing. 
So I would rather just not have it at all. The thing is, I think that if we had gone any more elaborate, like if there had been like an ornament element, which I don't love. Mm. Because the thing is, like once you start like going like ornaments, then it becomes like very goy to me. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I feel like we're like teetering the line where it's like, it's a tree with lights. But like the second you start putting like, ornaments it's like okay are you going to midnight mass too <laughs> right know? exactly i think ornaments often have like family traditions tied mm-hmm. to them or like some symbolism imprinted on them and even just like the red and green ones well like the red and green ones are like i can't look at red and I green as a combination of colors personally wow. it drives okay. me bananas Sorry. I also just don't like red you, okay, in general. The, the one caveat I will say is that you have stunning red hair. And I feel like you, you in a velvet green gown would be chef's kiss. Right. Like Nicole Wrong. Kidman and Amy Adams, like they all pull I, that off. I, I mean but that. That's actually, a different type of red and green. Yeah, that's totally different. I don't mind red and green, but I only like red and green in December. Like if I see someone wearing red and green mm-hmm. in June, I'm I'm not having that. Like I just think it's not appropriate. I just feel like it reminds me of like SantaCon. Yeah. Yes, it's very SantaCon. Wait, can we circle back for a second to the scent story of Christmas? Because I agree with you, JC. The scent of pine cones, like that, like Christmas scent is so (laughs) not nice. And like, I picture like a very specific type of home when I mm-hmm. smell that scent. And I'm, I don't want to, like, describe it, but, like, it's just not a home that, like, I grew up in. That, like, and I so, would feel welcome in. Exactly. And yeah. I just feel like that home and, like, the mother of that home is, like, a very specific type of person. Like, yes. there uh, are Jordan almonds in the corner in a jar that has never been touched. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, like, the chairs, like, I feel like the decor is, like, how the White House is decorated. Very, like, turn of the century, like, mm-hmm. America. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I just feel like that is not like, you know, those people who have like those dining rooms or like they have a dining table, that they never table but then they use. also have, but then they also have chairs from the dining room table that are against the wall with like yes. a, <laughs> with like a serving, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, yes, that's a buffet, yeah. Yes, there's like a buffet between two extra chairs against the wall. That's what I'm yep. picturing. Not for me. Don't love the scent. Rom, do you find that people who are not Jewish are surprised to find that you don't celebrate Christmas? Um, yeah, people will talk. Well, there have been times where people have said Christmas things about Christmas to me as a given. And I've had to be like, totally, but like, not for me. Right. (laughs) But because of where I grew up and because of like where I live and because of like where I went to school, like almost everyone was like hip to Hanukkah and Mm -hmm. like very quickly knew that I didn't celebrate Christmas so maybe I'm projecting not in my like day-to-day but like yes like of course there have been times where like someone has said something to me and I've been like totally love that for you but that's not my truth and and we've had to kind of like I hate that moment of like digging deeper when someone's like you know what's Passover like just google it like I'm not gonna explain it to you like literally especially because when we try to explain it it clearly makes absolutely no sense right and they're like what and I'm like oh or like when you try to explain Yom Kippur. Oh no. I'm like it's too much. Also, like it's not that difficult to pronounce Yom Kippur. And I feel like sometimes people are like, what is it? Yom Kippur. Like I'm like, it's, it's not and that difficult. Same with Rosh Hashanah. People are like, yeah, is it like Rosh Hashanah? It's like, dude, who cares? Just like say it how you want to say it. Okay, right. that brings me to my next question. What is the correct way to spell Hanukkah in English? I am a ride or die H as the first leather stan. Mm-hmm. I don't like the CH. I find it Ooh. aesthetically not as pleasing to look at. I love a double K H chef's kiss. Perfect. I find that that's like a very goy way to spell Hanukkah. I always CH to prove oh, really? that I like, I know that it's CH. Is that true? I don't know. It's just an opinion. I mean, it's also because it's like Hanukkah. Hanukkah. So you technically need the CH. But my dad thinks Haim and we spell H A I M. So it's like. That's a good. Similar. I don't think I knew that that was your dad's name. That is your yeah. dad's name. Excuse me. Currently your dad's is. name. <laughs> still is. I have a funny Christmas story for you guys. I don't know if I told you this last time, but... We'll stop you if you did. When I was when I was in high school, my dear friend and my neighbor, she was half Jewish, but she pretty much was raised Catholic. And I thought that, like, every church was, like, Mariah Carey singing, like, Silent Night. And, like, I literally thought, like, 
I thought every church was like the Mariah Carey Christmas album. Like that's what I thought went on in church. So one year I asked her, I was like, can I come with you to mass? Like, I want to come with you to Christmas night. I just want to see like what it is. Can I come? She's like, okay. Like, she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, like, I just want to see, like, I just want to know like what's good. Like I want to like sing the Christmas songs. And so she was like, okay. So I like go to pick her up. And then like her entire family comes. I thought it was just going to be like me and her like sitting at the back and her. I would love to know why you thought that. Like why only you and her were going to Christmas mess? Because I think she's, I think she said like, oh, we'll go. Like, I think she was like, oh, my mom usually goes during the day. I don't know. Okay, I just okay, thought it was okay. going to be like me and her. I thought it was going to be like us like going to the mall, but like us like going to mass and just like sitting in the back and like me like being like, you know, silent night, whatever. So her whole family comes and we go to the church and I'm like, where are the like, where is the choir? Like what is happening? Because not every church is like that. Like some churches are like very like, churchy like i don't know like there's other types of things i'm not about Do you it. know what sect of christianity then, it was i don't know i mean i was also like take me back to synagogue like i was just like <laughs> this is it was it felt very like it felt very like different like there's like a very like serious energy in a church i feel like yeah and we there was like the when you eat the cracker when you eat the like body of christ or whatever like that part and she was like you don't have to like she was like you can stay like you don't have to do that and i was like word i'm not doing that but i just like i don't think you're eat. allowed to do it if you haven't no you're not, had you're a not. Communion. i think yeah. that that's what she was saying she was like you can't she was like you stay in the pews don't which is come. like kind Where of you fucking rude but whatever. yeah she's like you stay here's the thing i think it's cool to know like what other right. religions like do and like mm-hmm. I feel like also it's like if someone's if my non-Jewish friend I mean like you know if my non-Jewish friend was like oh I want to come to synagogue with you I'd be like I don't really go but like we can go mm-hmm. like I will take you you know what I mean like no problem but I really wanted to see what it was like and it was just not for you it's crazy like there are so many things that are similar right like like the way that it works is there's a man standing usually at the head of the room and they're like saying stuff and then you answer and it's like that's kind of how temple is too <laughs> like what so, do they call call and repeat that's not what yes it's a call and yeah. response it's literally a call, response. a call and response so and it must be easier at church too because it's all in english like well, it's in you, latin oh, oh. See, i don't know shit a lot of it's, it's in latin. latin i did not know that so that was like that was another surprising thing because like the the like tunes I would be like oh this sounds familiar but it was not in English so I was like what is this <laughs> like what's happening you know where I think I wonder you would if you went to like a more orthodox yeah maybe church. maybe you, you would do really well at a Baptist church I think those ones are like more popping wait I know what? but I feel like I feel like then it kind of that's like yes I know after doing some research I, I think that that is what I thought church was like love that but like I think maybe like my only exposure to like what a church was like was like movies like you know like Same. sister act you know what I'm saying like that's yeah. like I never went I never heard anything about it like when we would go on vacation we like my parents if there was like a beautiful church somewhere like we could take a picture from it from the outside but my parents like wouldn't let me go inside that's and I always wanted to see the, yeah, like they were like, you can't go in. The first time I went into a church was when I went abroad to, well, when I went to midnight mass. But when I, <laughs> the first time that I was able to, as a tourist, go into a church was when I went abroad. And I like, remember, I was like, oh yeah, like we went to, I was in Paris. I was like, oh yeah, we went to this church. And my mom was like, did you go in? And I was like, yeah. And she was just like, okay. But I feel like she was like mad that I went in. That's, I mean, hey, it makes sense i just i never thought about visiting a church in like a religious way which sounds so moronic but like yeah. when you go to italy or spain and you see like la sagrada familia and it's yeah. just so beautiful it's almost like a work of art it's more yeah. of like a artifact than a religious household for me at least because that's not my religion yeah i love going to i churches. feel like i just veered this conversation into full christmas christianity talk no it's but... a perfect segue this is a holiday spectacular episode. We it. don't okay, discriminate. Good. We actually wanted to ask you if you could now tell us the story of Christmas in your own words. There there was like a a couple in like a village in somewhere. Babylon. And in Babylon. Were they in Babylon? 
I, I really, I don't know. No, Babylon right. is a different story, I think. No, Bethlehem is where Jesus was oh, born. Oh, yes, 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 my bad. And I've been there. That's, <laughs> a, real, that's, a, real, that's a real place in Israel. Yeah, yes, a little town of Bethlehem. Um, I've been there. Somehow she, like, came pregnant through immaculate Which, like, let's talk about that for a second. What is everyone thinking happened there? I don't want to say what I think happened because I think it's not nice. But I just, like, no. We're like, all thinking <laughs> the same thing. And I'm like, no. It's not... Anyway, so somehow they decided that she like couldn't give birth to the baby in the town that they were in. So they went to Bethlehem. And when they got there, the innkeepers like wouldn't let them into the inn. They were like, we're at capacity or whatever. There's an inn involved in the Christmas. I don't know any of this. So you're truly educating me. me. And then they were like, what are we going to do? So they literally went to like a hay, like a A manger. And like, (laughs) and then they, she gave birth to Jesus, like in the bale of hay. And that's like, it's like baby Jesus in a haystack manger because she literally gave birth to the baby, like in like hay. And, and, oh, and then, oh, and then there was like two or three like wise men there. And like one of them was like lighting frankincense or something. And then there was like myrrh, which I'm not sure what that is, like M-Y-R-R. And then that, and then that's how Jesus and that's was born. That. Here's where I have a gap between the birth and then Jesus becoming like Jesus and then like being crucified. Do they cover the teenage years like in <laughs> the story or does it just kind of jump ahead? <laughs> I, I know he I, was a carpenter. That's all I've got Right. For you. This is an adult though. What? Ha- where was he at like 12, 13? That's what I want to know. This is very much up for discussion. I mean, He's probably just like a young, dark-skinned student at like a school, just hanging out, playing kickball or whatever you played back in the day. But like they say Jesus walked on water. So it's like, did he just like know that as a teacher? Like, I just feel like I'm missing some pieces that I would love filled, which I don't know. Did you also know that he was born in March? What? He wasn't actually born in December. Like December 25th is not his birthday. Um, My dad told me this at dinner, like, two nights ago because he was raised a Catholic. It has something to do with the winter solstice. They wanted to have the holiday when the day was longer. Uh, Yeah, the date in March when he was actually born, like the day was so short, they didn't want that to be like when the holiday was and it was too close to Easter. So they wanted to spread it out. So it's all kind of a scam. Speaking of scams, is Santa real? No. I mean, no. (laughs) Genuine question. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) I don't understand how Santa gets factored in or Mrs. Claus, for that matter, or the elves, or the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Like, who came up with that? I don't. I don't expect you to have Hallmark. Didn't Coca Cola like literally invent Santa Claus, or like one of the big corporations? Like they just You're like invented right. Santa Claus. Like that's not something that was like part of like the Bible. <laughs> Yeah, like that's not a Okay, biblical. Thomas Nast invented Santa Claus. He was a Civil War cartoonist, and he drew Santa Claus for Harper's Weekly in 1862 who was a small elf-like figure who supported the union. There's your answer. Okay, <laughs> supported well. the union, of course. Oh, but uh, it was of part course. of Coca-Cola. He worked for Coca-Cola. You're correct, Rom. Holy yeah. shit. We're learning a lot here. I mean... I'm speechless for once Christmas in my life. Christmas is nice. Who do you think likes Christmas more, Christians or Jews? And why is the answer Jews? I think Jews, because it's so forbidden and so fabulous. Like, I feel like Christmas like for most people is probably gets old after a certain time. And I think any holiday where you are reunited with your entire family can be tricky for people and triggering. But as a Jew, because I never got to celebrate it, it was always very alluring because I was like, we get Christmas off and like, I just go home and sit and like watch TV. And like my non-Jewish friends are going home and like wrapping their gifts and like getting excited for like Christmas. And we're just, like, lighting our menorah candles, like, in our pajamas. Growing up, did you do the whole, like, Chinese food thing? No, because we weren't allowed to bring non-kosher food to our house. Because my dad is <laughs> very intense. So we didn't even get to get Chinese food. That like, sucks. we are not... Last time I was home, I went to Kitchen Cabaret, love, and got chicken tenders. And love. I brought them okay, home. Love. And my dad literally... And I, I didn't finish them, so I, like, put them in the fridge. And my dad brought them into where I was sitting and, like put them in front of me and was like, why did you bring this into my house? And he made me throw them out. So like, we're not allowed to have non-kosher food. We have separate silverware at my parents' house for dairy. Are you the only person in your family that doesn't No, no one does. It's just in the... Except no, it's for just your dad? inside the house. Like when my parents go oh, out, they eat 
Okay. They eat like non-kosher, but then it's like, there's caveats. Like they'll eat non-kosher chicken, but they won't eat non-kosher red meat. Like it's the thing about Judaism is it's very like, you make your own rules. You make your own. Yeah. Thing. You're, mm-hmm. Whatever makes you feel right with God is how. And you we've had it. rabbis like, say for this example, on this podcast, like whatever is your definition of kosher, if you stick to that, like if it makes you feel right and well, yeah. then all is, all is well. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of technically, if you're following the rules by the book, like you can't drive on Shabbat, but then you also can't like ignite. Like the whole thing is like about igniting a flame. Mm-hmm. So like anything mm-hmm. that like could be considered igniting a flame, like car turning on a light switch, anything, electricity, whatever, you're not supposed to do. But at our house, like we can do everything except for like turn the, the stove on. So like we can like use everything. My, no. So like you just okay. can't turn, like you can use a microwave. You just can't turn the, the cooktop or the oven on but like i can drive i can like light a candle i can do anything i just like can i feel like that's literally yeah. following the text and i think that's brilliant yeah there's actually a setting on some ovens for shabbat where you can get it to like automatically turn on what? so you can mm-hmm. put you know your brisket or whatever in the oven and not have to manually turn it on yourself which i think is pretty dope but jews are funny because like my grandma for example like she wouldn't do electricity or anything when she was still alive, but she would just ask me to do it. She'd be like, oh, can you just go turn that light on? Or like, can you, she would be like, can you drive me to the store? Like, so she's like, she technically wasn't driving, but she would just like be sitting in the car. That's so funny. I will say, even if you're not kosher and you are traveling internationally, you should definitely always. request a kosher meal on the yes, plane because it's tip. always going to be better than whatever else there. But don't actually do that because then... Also, no one's eating on planes for a very long spread, time, like, I think, so... I actually hate but next plain time. food. I hate plain food, too. I love... You know who loves plain food, Rome? Emily White. Britney Spears. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, Emily White yes. from Glossier does have a good little highlight on her Instagram about plain food. Yes. So check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the, the, this is what I hate about plain food, and I will say this very quickly. Say it long. It's that who moment cares? When Take you, your time. We have... The moment... Okay, I'll describe it in painstakingly slow. <laughs> First of all, when they place the item in front of you, it's always searing hot Mm -hmm. and by the time it cools down the moment when you open when you reveal when you lift the tin and the steam that to me can will put me in a coma (laughs) like i will literally the food steam is the most disgusting thing to me like steam that smells like chicken like no so that's kind of where plain food begins and ends for me and i'm always like no thanks and they're like do you mm -mm -mm." No, no thanks. The only mm-hmm. time I've had good plain food was when I went to Israel on El Al. It was, and I do believe it was kosher. And I was like, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life. Okay. And I can probably never have it again. What was I just, it? I, it was, I think it was like hummus, baba ganoush, like tabbouleh, pita, the works. I had a good meal on, it was either, Air, I think it was Air China. And it was literally like lo mein, and I was very happy. And I, ju- it was like vegetarian. Yeah, I, I said I was vegetarian, and I had like vegetarian noodles. Should I say vegetarian again? <laughs> vegetarian. But it was actually quite scrumpsh. Scrumpsh. Rom, are scrumpsh. there any, are there any Christmas or Hanukkah foods for that matter that you just love? I mean, I love a latka. Love a latka. Like you, see, first of all, a potato in fried form is always going to be stunning Mm -hmm. but when it's because you know you have to kind of like shred the potato so -hmm. like the crispy bits are like particularly Mm. crispy Mm -hmm. and then you like put a little sour cream on top and like if you put chives in the sour cream it's like i like have the actual you just said chives and sour cream and like my body lit up wait also another remix is a sweet potato latke which is also stunning because the combination of a little salty and the sweet and the chives and the sour cream. It's like a flavor extravaganza. The problem is like you can't just eat like one. You have to eat like all of them. So like the latkes like come out of your pores for like a week after you, you have eat to them. Eat them. They're immediately. just like steeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you smell what like else? a latka for a week. I think that I don't know what Christmas foods are like I ham. Like I don't ham. eat that. And like mashed potatoes, probably like mac and cheese. Maybe some families don't do ham. I think some families do like a turkey again. Um Turkey oh, is God. disgusting. I'm sorry. Turkey. What if I just close my computer on you? I fucking love turkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, I could never for, eat you turkey know that, again and be happy. For, for Thanksgiving, my mom has never made a turkey because she always makes chicken. Because she's like, who's going to eat the turkey? It's so dry. Well, it doesn't so have disgusting. to be dry. There are ways. You know what? 
I will make, well, I won't. I'll have my mom make you a turkey and I'm telling you, you will like it. I've had bad turkey and when bad turkey is bad, there's nothing worse. But when turkey is good, yeah. it is better than a roast chicken. You know okay. what I, okay. <laughs> you know what I love so much? And I feel like you guys both love too. Christmas cookies, like a variety of Christmas cookies. You know how they do that thing where they have like an exchange and you have mm-hmm. like a thumbprint cookie. You've got your chocolate chip. You've got a sugar cookie. You've got a, like those haystack cookies where it's like pretzels dipped in chocolate. That to me is the most delicious and fun thing in the world. My favorite kind of cookies, period, full stop, are like the Pillsbury ones that you buy and they have the like pattern like built in Me and too. you cut them and there's like a snowman in the middle or like a Christmas tree. They're the, you, you cannot get you, any better you than You underbake that. Mm-hmm. You have to like underbake them by like one yeah. minute so that like they, because they get, they go from like, you know, soft to crumbly like very mm-hmm. quickly and you there's like a medium and they are you can't go wrong I like with to those. put like a tiny dab so of vanilla ice cream like on top of them or make like a little ice Ooh, cream sandwich groundbreaking wow there's really nothing better that is really smart I'm not like a chocolate person so I have I love chocolate difficulties finding like that perfect christmas cookie but I like the I like lemon mm. things too so like the ones that look Ooh, like trees, no. but have like, you know, that nice icing on top, but mm-hmm. they still get a little crunch. It's very nice. Interesting. I too am not a chocolate person. I love a brownie and that's pretty much it. Like chocolate ice cream is not nice to me. I hate, I mean, I hate it. I hate chocolate icing. I hate chocolate ice cream. I hate yeah. like whipped things that are chocolatey, like mousse, yeah. chocolate mousse. Like, okay. does not get more. I, I, love, love, vanilla. Chocolate. I love vanilla. So I don't know. Chocolate I love mousse. vanilla. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just don't understand not liking chocolate. I don't get what you wouldn't like. And I don't, I don't want to know because I don't want to have it ruined for me. I eat chocolate every day, twice a day in as many forms as possible. But I respect your guys' decisions. I understand. Chocolate ice cream. I will end that note and I will just say chocolate ice cream is bitter. So... And we can move on from there. It's worse Just than like bitter. Because I like bitter things. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Just like you. Do you, <laughs> do you guys ever get invited to Christmas parties? Or like, have you been to a Christmas party? Yeah. I mean, I've been to like a... Not like a, not like a fancy yeah. one. I've been to like holiday parties, like a company holiday parties. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had eggnog? Either of you? I, I refuse. refuse to. Isn't that like raw eggs? With like alcohol in it. I don't not. know. Well, my on, old let me boss, Jess, the one that you know, yes, used to yes. make like a famous eggnog and bring it in for the company. And I like refused to try it, but everyone like fucking loved it. I don't know. It looks just like fucking mucus to me. Not for me. What is eggnog? Okay. It's a milk punch or egg punch that is chilled, sweetened, and made with milk. Yes, we've established that. Cream, <laughs> sugar, whipped egg whites and egg yolks and then i think sometimes you add alcohol and then a little cinnamon immediately no could not think of something less appealing to be honest except for like chocolate ice cream yeah (laughs) you bitch i think eggnog is repulsive i don't understand how that's related to christmas either i don't get the symbolism and i have had it like once or twice and if i never had it again it would be too soon I do, though, want to go to, like, a very fancy Christmas party where I have to wear, like, a tartan mm-hmm. sweater. I love And, like, that everyone is drinking, sh- everyone's drinking, like, champagne. And, like, it's, like, fancy. And, like, there's, like, a live orchestra <laughs> playing, like, string string arrangements of Christmas music. Like, that's what I... I'm just picturing, like, an eyes wide shut, driving. like, ball. <laughs> yeah, like a ball. I want to go to a Christmas ball. I would ball. love to go to a Christmas ball. I want to, like, ball. descend. I want to descend a staircase and, like, have people, like, guffaw. Be like... I want to be like Hermione at the Goblet of Fire at the Yule Ball, just like walking down and everyone's like, she got out of her sweatshirt. Like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Have you guys ever been to Uh, like a matzah ball or like a Hanukkah themed party for singles on Christmas Eve? This is a very specific question. First of all, the play on word matzo ball is literally my worst nightmare. It is so on the nose and corny. And I hate that. <laughs> I'm so sorry if that offends you personally, but I hate the play on word matzo ball as in a ball, like an event. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's just embarrassing. It's very bad. It's Branding needs so corny. Like matzo ball. Like, no, I have not been to a single event on Christmas Eve night. <laughs> 
<laughs> JC, have you? I haven't either, for the record, I swear. No, I, no. <laughs> Simply no. <laughs> no. How dare you? It's like a very popular thing in Arizona for Jews. I've never been. My mom is like begging me to go. I have no Oh, you would like whatever. go like, as an I'm adult? Just, Yes, it's for like young adults. Is it like part of hotel, like nifty? Like Not nifty, hotel. but like is it um No. I don't know who organizes it. Probably like the Jewish Federation or something. But I'm just like on Christmas and Christmas Eve, I just want to like take a night off. I want to have Chinese food, perhaps Thai food, maybe even sushi. And I want to go mm-hmm. to the movies and just, like, do me. I'm not trying to, like, socialize. I need a day I off. mean, yeah. usually I'm on vacation. Not to be, like, a giant snob, but usually I'm on vacation with my family during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. This year, obviously, right. that's not happening. Yeah. Thanks to La COVID. I mean, this year, I'm actually, I'm going to spend Christmas with my boyfriend and his immediate family. So it'll be my first, like, real Christmas experience. Oh, my God. You have to tell us about it when you when you come back. I feel like there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, red meat. Mm. Which I'm here mm-hmm. for. Like, I'm... I'm down with the meats. I'll eat a ham. Spending Christmas with someone else's family is actually really nice because you get to like dip a tootsie like in the experience, but you don't need to like, (laughs) you don't need to like fully like immerse and you're kind of like a special guest. So it's like, I feel like it's just like nice. And you're just like, oh, like this is so cute. Does does Sam have any Christmas traditions? No, but I, I, I'm specifically thinking of the time that I spent Christmas with, my best friend from college's family in England and everything. I just was like, this is so cute. Oh my God. So you like did everything. a Christmas in England. How fucking swanky is that? That was magical. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds iconic. Did you just watch love actually on was, repeat? the whole time? I do feel like they do Christmas much better in the UK. Like mm, I feel like they just like vibe. are like not diluted by anything. Cause they don't even have Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is a speed bump. Like I love Thanksgiving more, obviously, because there's more oh, for me to like engage with. But same abroad, the summer is ending and you're just like hightailing it to Christmas. So <laughs> it's like there's no speed bump. And I feel like that's why they like go ham for Thanksgiving. I mean no, for, for Christmas. <laughs> they go ham for Christmas. I just want to go back to you saying dip a tootsie because for anyone who doesn't know, Tootsie is Yiddish for toe. <laughs> it's Yiddish or is it Hebrew for toe? Is it Yiddish? I feel like it's not. It's not. It's English. And it's just like a remix on the word toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're what? talking about. I don't think it's a, a remix for the word toe. Just... <laughs> well, you're right. Uh, I completely well, made well, that up. Tootsie is, is a movie. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman, it's one of my but, favorites. But yeah, yes, but it's not, I don't think it's a Yiddish word for toe. I think it's literally just like dip your tussie. It's not, it's not. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut that out. You have to leave that in because that I want to so cut it out funny. so badly. You can't, you can't Wait, cut no. it out. <laughs> Where you guys are from, do they send out Christmas cards? Like, do families do that? Some do. I mean, I always thought it was fucking weird, to be honest. Like, I hate that. It always looks so suspicious. Like, why is your whole family wearing a black turtleneck? Like, And they're, like, smiling like the mask from Saw. <laughs> they're just like... <laughs> like, the dog is like always choking. Like, like, the dog does not want to be in the picture. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, okay, what is the assumption here that I'm going to receive this card and put it on my refrigerator? Why do I want your family <laughs> in my kitchen? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if I received a Christmas card like that, it would immediately go in the trash. So it's like a waste it's of paper. A, I was just going to say it's a waste of paper. No, but they keep them. Who? Okay, who so keeps in them? Arizona, what? let me tell you guys, I have some knowledge to share. In Arizona and most places where they have a lot of Christians, sending out Chris, um, like Christmas cards with a holiday photo shoot element is like very popular. And every year it's like you want to top last year's card and you want to look as hot as possible or as good as possible, like if you're a kid. And <laughs> what Christian people do is they display the cards in their house, either like on their mantle or they have like special displays that hang the cards and then they stay there for the entirety of the Christmas season. We sometimes get ha- got sent them when I was growing up by like our Christian friends, but my mom would just like put them in a bowl and they just sort of sit there and it was like fun to look at and like see what everyone looks like and like what they're up to. But I do like notice like as we got older, we got fewer and fewer cards because I think people feel like, do we send the Jews a Christmas card? Like how will they receive Or they just like post it on Instagram. I feel like sending a Christmas card like that is very pre-Instagram because it's like you send the card out and then like 
the likes are like the moms calling each other being like, oh my God, I just got your Christmas card. You look so beautiful. Also like your with evolving so technology and like apps to make you look better and to like put a fake background behind you. Like I think the need for professional photography for these photos have probably dwindled a bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a dying industry. I, just, I do think it's very strange though. It's like you're sending someone a photo of your family <laughs> like yeah like that's what when you're you say doing. it like that that is pretty weird happy holidays <laughs> like, like doesn't even come with like cash. a candy cane and me like what kind of gift is this to look at your fat fucking face <laughs> like i don't want this i'll take a little gift here and there i just a gift card sh- sure why not I have to admit, one year my sister worked at a paper store and made New Year's cards for our family to send out because my mom wouldn't let her do Christmas, obviously. It was like a big deal for our family. And then it never happened again. And it probably never will. Also, like, who do you choose to send? Like, who do you? I don't know. I feel like I have like, I have like 10 friends. I'd be like, here. 10? That's like eight more than I have. But you have a lot of followers. I don't know. That's what matters. Here's the thing about gift cards. And I'm curious. The tables are now turning and I'm going to ask you guys a question because this is something that I was thinking about a lot the other day. What do you think is worse, a gift card to a specific place or one of those like Visa gift cards that are just preloaded with cash that have uh, the same amount, let's say it's $100, a Visa or specific place? So I actually was just talking about this as well. And I think it very much depends on who the gift is coming from. I think if -hmm. if it's coming Mm -hmm. from like your boss or someone that you work for, maybe you don't know super personally or someone that you've like done a huge favor for, Visa is the way to go. Like you want that cash money. It's easy to use. You can Mm -hmm. use it anywhere, whatever. But I think if like it's like from your grandparent or like you're getting it for your boyfriend. You want to make it more personal. I think it's a little offensive to just be like, here's mm. some money. Like, I don't know you at all. When mm-hmm. I could get you $100 towards Nike. I know you want those shorts, whatever. So I think it depends on the relationship you have with the person giving you the gift is what I would say. Okay. I agree with that. I personally really don't like gift cards at all because they it gives me anxiety. Then I'm like, okay, I need to spend this money, especially when... There was a point when gift cards expired. So I was like, shit, I have a limited amount of time. I need to get to Old Navy and make sure I spend $25 or whatever. Do they expire? Yeah, they they used to. I don't think they do anymore. No, No, I don't don't think so either. But they definitely used to. That's kind of fucked. Yeah, it is fucked. I think it's better to just get an actual gift because you also end up spending more money, like your own money. Like say I get $100 because you have to pay for the difference. Yep, exactly. And I don't need that stress in my life. But that being said, if anyone wants to send me one, I'll accept it. Yeah. I hate gift cards. I don't think gifts. anyone loves I them. them very, I just... I find them very impersonal. But here's here's why I think that a Visa gift card is worse. Because a Visa gift card is cash concealed as not cash. And it's like, now I have to go on VisaGiftCard.com, mm-hmm. activate the card, scratch off the code, <laughs> go... Like, just give me cash. Just put cash in a paperclip and put it in an envelope and write a post-it note that says lilas forever. And (laughs) that's beautiful. Making me work to extract the cash from the gift card is frustrating. But the thing about gift cards to specific places is my theory on gifts is that you should buy things for people that they wouldn't buy themselves. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just like buy someone that's something that they're like, Oh, I love that, but like I don't need it. Right. That's what you should be buying people, whether it's twenty dollars right. or a thousand dollars. Preferably a thousand dollars, but like you know what I'm saying? Doesn't matter how much it costs. So if you buy someone a gift card, it forces them to buy themselves something maybe that they like wouldn't spend their money on otherwise. Because if you gave me a Visa gift card, I would put it in my checking. I don't know how you, you can't, do that, but I was which like is the issue. Oh. So that you see that. It's so annoying. I hate Visa gift cards, but in the defense of Visa gift cards, I think the only appropriate reason to give one to someone is if you're like sending it in the mail and you don't want to send cash or you don't want to yeah. send a check because you can see that stuff through the envelope potentially. That is the most serviceable way to get money like to another place. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And you could like you could pay like a utility bill. With a Visa gift card. I paid I paid nice. for like that's, a year's worth of gas with the Visa gift card that I got from oh, my that's boss. A smart so like idea. I mean it definitely gets okay, the job done. Stunning. I'm glad that we settled that. <laughs> Rom, 
I have a very important question for you. Yeah. And prof- I, legally, I don't know if you can answer it, but just I'm going to ask you. Mariah Carey, arguably the mm. queen of Christmas, apologies mm-hmm. to Mrs. Claus, once did your makeup. She did. Walk us through that. We were we were filming video mm-hmm. and it was like a concept where like a celebrity does like tries nine things that they've never tried before. Mm-hmm. And she just was like, Can I just do his makeup for one of the things? And we had she like pitched I feel it? like we were I feel like we were vibing uh. because I feel like she in my dreams, I feel like she could tell that I was very entertained by the whole thing. And so I feel like she could tell that I was a, like a like fangirling a little bit so maybe she was like i want to do his makeup and that's how that happened and it was just very like very quick and easy i love when celebrities give into you like being a fan there's nothing better yeah Mm -hmm. yeah she knew i mean it was very obvious i was literally like had i could i wish that there was a camera on my face because i just like could not stop smiling and i feel like it was like (laughs) So huge smile plastered on my face the entire time. That was probably one of the crazier celebrity interactions that I've ever had. I mean, that's fucking one for the books, for all of the books. Yeah. Takes the cake. Is All I Want for Christmas... Is the song called All I Want for Christmas is You or All I Want for... All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. Is that your favorite Hanukkah... Sorry. Christmas (laughs) song? Yeah. I mean, I like... That's my favorite, like, contemporary Christmas song. Well, like, I will listen to the whole Christmas album from Mariah Carey, including the, like, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful and, like, Hark the Herald Angels Sing and, like, all of that. I love that shit. Like, I love... And, like, have you ever heard Celine Dion's Christmas album? These are the special times. That's (laughs) a Christmas album. I honestly, like, have not listened to a lot of contemporary... Christmas albums. I should get on it. Casey Andrea Bocelli also has, has a one. stunning Christmas album. I'll probably cry if I listen to that, though. It's probably too stunning. Yeah, it's very, like, angelic. I love Christmas music. I think that it's important for us Jews to make traditions for ourselves during this time so that we don't feel left out from Christmas. Like I said earlier, at symbol the rabbinical society please reach out to me i would love to discuss rebranding hanukkah in a way that is fun and festive and i think we need to cut down the number of days that this holiday is celebrated over because it's spread too thin agree we, we need, need to, to decide refocus on it. one day let's make it december Rom, 25th. just not my that birthday was... <laughs> Not December 25th <laughs> and not your birthday. Rom, that was beautiful. This has been educational, factually correct, and enlightening. So thank you for your time. We love you. Thank you, guys. Before we leave, there is a list of people that if they are ever guests on this podcast, I would like to join as the third panelist of Pray For Us. And the list is as follows. Matt Midler. Are you writing this down? Uh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Barbara Streisand and Nikki Blonsky of Hairspray fame from Great Neck, New York. Honestly, we will get Nikki Blonsky and we will invite you back to speak with her. We might not even speak. Like, you could just do the podcast. (laughs) We'll just moderate. Thank Thank you you so much. much. We love you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy Festivus. All that shit. We hope you enjoyed our holiday palooza and that you learned something. Thanks again to Rom for joining us. You can find him on Instagram at Rom Bacob, R-O-M-B-O-K-O-B. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. If you want to support our show financially, you can go to anchor.fm slash pray for us slash support. Even $1 makes a difference. If you don't know how to get there, just ask us and we'll tell you. Follow us on Insta at Pray For Us Pod. And if you feel like it, send us a note at PrayForUsPod at gmail.com. Shabbat shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. Yay.